special Venture EXE bonus series. <laughs> My name is Sarah. And I am Matt. And we are quarantined together. And for all you quarantine bros out there, we want to put out some extra content. So we've devised a bonus series called The Monster Inside Me. And yeah. what is that, Matt? Well, let's start with a content warning. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. There's a content warning, 18 plus. Explicit sexual content. Yes, it's true. We're going to try to find, um, the whole premise is basically, we're looking at erotic books on Amazon that have to do with, you know, fantasy things or role playing or D&D or stuff like that. In honor of Paula, who you may remember in the first season, like that shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to find things that uh, are less creepy, more funny. And so if you're not into this at all, you can skip these episodes you are really into it we're gonna put out a bonus bonus episode on our patreon so who knows how far we'll go and as a bonus to this bonus there's a reading of some season one fan fiction that somebody sent us yes a very very wonderful person named zachary uh heard the request my my begging words from season one and we got some blurpo slash heath fan fiction at the very end that matt has a very good job reading so stick around yeah so that's, uh, that's a b- bunch of bonuses coming your way. Yeah, lots of bonuses and a couple of boners. That's right. <laughs> we do quack, our quack, jobs quack. right. <laughs> so yes, uh, content warning. We'll be talking about sexual stuff. And uh, let's begin. So I have selected five different Kindle eBooks. All right. So how's this going to work? You're going to tell me about them? Yes, I am. I'm going to read the title. I'm going to read the description. And uh, you can ask me questions. I have not read these, but I'm surely can answer them. Perfect. The first one is called Conscripted by the Ogre King and Ogre Erotica. All right. Ogre Erotica. By Alara Branren. That name sounds like an anagram or just a yeah. random mashing in the it, keyboard. As you know, all these are pen names, but sometimes I look at them and I'm like, what am I looking at? It's like, uh, you ready for this? Yep. Here's a description. By the way, this is a 37-page book. All right. All right. An enemy isn't supposed to show so much pleasure. Malaya tried to escape from the Ogre King, but could not get away from his vile soldiers. Now she is bound, facing the massive creatures, surrounded by his wicked soldiers. There is no escape. She is doomed. <laughs> At least that's what she thinks. It turns out she and the Ogre King share a common enemy. He will let Malaya join the ranks on the condition that she completes a trial to show her prowess. To show her prowess? Prowess? Prowess, yes. To show her prowess as a warrior and lover. Malaya will do anything to stay alive and fight her enemy, even if it means being subjected to the whims of a powerful ogre and his massive soldiers. The reason I like this one so much is because they describe soldiers thrice. Yes. You got your vile soldiers, you got your wicked soldiers, and you got your massive soldiers. Also, that synopsis is kind of like the equivalent of a movie trailer that gives the whole plot away as part of the trailer. I mean, it's only how many pages? Yeah. L- less than 40 pages. Yeah, with like 30 pages. That's probably about it. That and a bunch of sex. I'm you imagining it's much... what is in the story. And, okay, I'm going to send this to you, Matt. Okay. Oh, this is... Uh, this, this is like is... Hype Man. All right. This is what they do on the murder podcast. You're my Hype Man. I'm like, I'm going to send you this picture. Why don't you describe it? Uh, you ready for this? Yeah. I want um, you to describe the cover of this uh, novel. Please click. All right. So Sarah has sent me a link to uh, <laughs> Amazon.ca. Uh-huh. So it looks like a 3D rendered um, 
orc or ogre, I suppose. Naked. Uh, he's naked. You Wait, no, he has a loincloth. Oh, he yes. Yeah, he does have a loincloth. You can see his nips, though. His skin <laughs> is crackly like some kind of lizard. And then uh, to the left of him, there's a, a lady, a very low-res picture, um, <laughs> very pixelated. There's also this this sort of like... And she has a pierced belly button. She's got a pierced belly button and like a, a wrap and very little on. It's a bikini bottom. Bikini bottom. Um, there's a weird filter over the whole thing. So it looks like she's like dirty, but it's just kind of like a grainy filter they put over the picture. Yeah, man. And also she's much, much larger than he is for she's, some reason. She's close to the camera. <laughs> yeah, uh, because of the, the graphics, uh, he's kind of close up and she's in the distance, but it's just her torso. You can't see anything else. Yeah, man. That's all it takes. And then there's some stock footage of like a desert behind them. I think that really uh, describes the book well. Yeah. And I like this. You know that? I'm Good luck, Malaya. Good luck, Ogre. Yep. Ready for the next one? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that was a number one. Number two is something actually I picked for you, Matt. It's special. Oh. It's called The Werewolf and the Half-Orc by M. Volkov. What Mol- an odd couple. I was, <laughs> I always try to think of M. Volkov. Muggle Volkov. Is that like some sort of sexual thing? I don't know. We saw uh, H. Arlet earlier. Yeah. Harley Arlet. And you, you saw that. It's Harlet. Very good. All right. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. An afflicted woman meets a plump half-orc. <laughs> what could go wrong? All of it. <laughs> As both females come with their own special surprise and one of them is looking for some relief. I guess that's what could go wrong. I, my intonation was a little weird. But. <laughs> in the middle of the night and the moon at its apex, a woman struggles with her inner demons as a half-orc crosses her path. I feel like this kind of re-describes what we just heard in the yeah. first. The orc thought she'd have some fun, but she doesn't expect to be overpowered by a furry, rabid beast. Okay, <laughs> this is actually a rabies. That's bad <laughs> sign. Rabid. They're both going to die. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this is a part, this is for you, Matt. A short story inspired by online erotic role-playing adventures based on the fantasy of World of Warcraft. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, now I'm going to send you the picture and I want you to describe to everybody. uh... All right, Werewolf and the Half-Orc, okay. So, M. Volkov. What a name. Yeah. All right, so we got a picture of a orc lady. She's got very large breasts. Does she look like World of Warcraft orc? She looks like a World of Warcraft orc. Yeah, and she sure. got like she got tusks coming out of her. And then you've got sort of a crudely drawn werewolf in the top left corner. Very, it looks like it was made in like um. Paint. It looks like clip art or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely not from World of Warcraft. Are there werewolves in World of Warcraft? I think they added them later on. Okay, it's recent. Yeah. This is a very recent book. And the font looks like t- like just the stock yeah. sans serif font that they had on their computer hey man it's cheap what pretty uninspiring want? book 25 pages want? 25 pages not so bad it's a uh, ranked 71 in fantasy erotica today yeah no reviews no reviews oh i'm so sad about that i okay. wish i wish there was a review i know me too but you know what we got to move on all right let's this move one's on. for you as well okay it's called kinky geeks Ooh. That's the series, and the title is Dungeon Master. Oh, hey, that's me. By AJ Ryder. I hope, well, let's wait. So the quote says, I've wanted to do that since freshman year. <laughs> book one of Kinky Geeks, Dungeon Master. And I think every book is about a different kinky geek. Oh, uh, I see. So the I first one like is a, about a Dungeon yeah, Master. It's like, there's a Star Trek one, there's like a right. convention one, etc. Jillian and Eddie have been best friends and fellow D&D geeks since they were freshmen in college. Jillian's friendship with her dungeon master has always been platonic, though she secretly wanted more. 
One evening after a successful adventure for her ranger, Jill. First of all, Jill and her Who name's names Jillian. Their, yeah. And, and it's spelled J-Y-L. So, so, if, if anyone out there, their ranger is named Jill, I'm sorry. No, but it says if your name's Jillian, it's so lazy. It is a lazy Can name. Imagine if it's I name so my character lazy. Sarah. It's Sarah. Yeah. It's Sarah. Don't Jill. name it after yourself. Be what somebody name? else. It's D&D. Yeah, man. One evening after a successful adventure for her ranger, Jill... Jillian ended up in Eddie's arms, and the pair's secret feeling for each other quickly came to light. Soon, Jillian found herself with a different kind of dungeon master, <laughs> one who was eager to expose her to new, unconventional pleasures. Uh-oh. What's more unconventional than the pleasure of D&D? <laughs> we actually saw a car- uh, episode of, I don't know if it was Forensic Files or if it was Cold Case. But there was a guy who was interviewed that's a dungeon master. And I was like, oh, he plays D&D, but <laughs> behind him, whips, yeah. leather. <laughs> it was yep. like some like BDSM murder or they thought it was. And I was yep. like, okay. So I guess this is what this guy does. How do you feel about this, Matt? Is this ring true to your experience as a dungeon master? <laughs> uh, yeah, meeting someone from my freshman year. Yeah, yeah, spoiler alert. I didn't really graduate college, so. You did, did a lot of years, though. I'm invalidated from this. Yeah, but any sexy co-eds ever... <laughs> the co-ed killer is what they called you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this actually has really good reviews you can't prove shit <laughs> um lots of people cute fun read four out of five everyone says this reminds of me when i was young it's really nice must feel good to be that writer aj Ryder too whoa writer it's spelled r-y-d-e-r but writer writer no i think it's supposed to be writer yeah oh like ride not, her not, yeah, yeah or just writer yeah, it's just writer okay it's, you know it's a sexy no 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 one no one's gonna call themselves <laughs> I'm, I'm writer too, i'm reading too much into these yeah it's true you're looking for a special meaning in every name now yes i am oh you're gonna like this name in okay. k okay ready the All next right, one right. number four half man half horse all love <laughs> by sticks his cock <laughs> Okay, there you we go. You like that? Yeah, okay. see, now that's a name you can read into. That's a name you can trust. There's a lot of layers Sticks, on that one. S-T-I-X, his cock, which is spelled how you imagine. Yeah. All right? This has decent reviews, to be perfectly honest. Um, quite a few people read this. Who does not want to read a ridiculously sexy tale about a fairy and a centaur? Heat up your day with this incredibly entertaining panty melting. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I said pantry, and I was thinking about it as I read it. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it's a roller coaster. <laughs> Heat up your day with this incredibly entertaining panty melting romance. I guess I never thought of pantry melting. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yep. Half man, half horse, all love. Okay, this is a good description, all right? Okay. No one would ever say the life of a fairy pixie mushroom farmer and unicorn rancher would be the easy one. And I should know, because I am a fairy pixie marsh. <laughs> because I am a fairy pixie mushroom farmer and unicorn rancher, and my life ain't easy. <laughs> I spend all my time alone on the farm with my pa, who's very protective of me and won't let me go out and find true love like I secretly wished to. <laughs> Jesus. That all changes one night when a tentacle vampire attacks our barn. Uh, oh, wow. And kills one of our unicorns. Oh, no, oh my this, God. There's a lot going on in this one. Pa sends me to an auction in town to go and who is she talking to? Who is she talking to? What a horrific world this is. Just think like every creature is this weird aberration. It's, yeah. 
It's hard, man. It wouldn't melt anyone's mind. Oh, oh. That's probably it's why pant- this person it's pantry seems melting. It's pantry <laughs> melting. It's probably why this person is speaking at like a fifth grade level. Hey, it's it's easy for me to read, so actually I appreciate it. Pa sends me to an auction in town to go get a replacement for our loss, but I'm swept up with passion at the moment a centaur walks up on stage, half man, half horse, and completely dazzling. Oh, what stage? That just kind of jumped around. The auction block. Oh, I see. It's like, I mean, I mean, to be perfectly honest, so they're auctioning off a man. This is a slave auction. Yeah, that is, this is dark. Not, yeah, that's pretty messed up. Like, what kind of, the world, if the world could get any worse, yeah. this is it. The two of us share a moment. Like, what? He's on the stage getting bought, and then she looks at him? Yeah. How much of a moment could that be? It's so sad. That is sad. And I bid on him before I can stop myself. I use a defense that he'll be able to ward off any future attacks from tentacle vampires, and Pa reluctantly accepts it. But really, my ulterior motive, as I ride him back to the farm, is that I want him to ride me hard <laughs> and bareback. <laughs> is this the true love I've been seeking for so long? That's it. This says, five out of five stars, terrible porn, but comedic gold. <laughs> This is the absolute worst erotic I've ever read in my life. And I'm into some weird stuff. <laughs> but this is just awful writing. Nothing hot and it's not sexy. But wow, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, I think this is free, actually. Now that I'm looking at it. Oh, wow. This is the American Amazon, so. Oh. It's free on there. So, Matt, I'm going to send you the picture. Oh, thanks, Jeff B. It's one of his selects. <laughs> well, th- he, he, his pen name is Sticks His Cock. <laughs> Bezos is like, I'm bored. <laughs> I'm horny. <laughs> Is that how he talks? I don't know. I gotta I write. I gotta ward so off the tentacle vampires. Yeah, the tentacle vampires coming to melt my pantries. <laughs> okay, like, describe to me what the picture looks like. First of all, don't forget she's a half fairy, or she's a fairy. She's a fairy pixie mushroom farmer and unicorn rancher. That's what her business card says. Oh, my internet history is so destroyed. Okay, you'll get what you're coming to. You. <laughs> okay, so it's just a woman in uh, lingerie with like wings. Like badly photoshopped wings. Yeah, it's, she's kind of like a Victoria's Secret. Yeah, runway model. And he's just a like a guy. Hey. With like a horse, like photoshopped behind him. Dude, sticks his cock has such a funny his. You know his profile picture, his author's picture is a llama, with like buck teeth, <laughs> like a real llama. I think this is sort of like a Chuck Tingle type thing. I, I feel like it's trying to be a Chuck Tingle no, type No, but thing. I think he's doing a pretty good job. Like, I love Chuck Tingle because he does such good, like, social commentary and stuff and, like, weird current events. I get all my news from Chuck Tingle because <laughs> they come out so fast. I'm like, what's going on? But um, I do appreciate this. Yeah. I think there's definitely a place in the world for both Chuck Tingle and Sticks His Cock. Yeah, that's fair. All right, I got one more. All right. This one is very special because it won both best erotic fantasy and best erotic story by a new author at the 2018 Clitoride Awards. Wow. Is that how you say it? Clit-o-ride. Clitoride. I guess so. Um, this is what Rad- a ride. <laughs> what a clit. Radley's Home for Horny Monsters <laughs> by Annabelle Hawthorne. That's a wholesome ass name. If you like sexy fantasy, and I do, this is one great read. Piers Anthony, author of the Xanath series. Have you heard of the Xanath series? I have not. I'm assuming it's I'm guessing also it's erotica. the same thing, yeah. When Mike Radley inherited a mysterious old house from a long-lost relative, he wasn't sure what to expect. He didn't expect... Well, he wasn't... He wasn't sure what to expect. He didn't expect... It's like a logic puzzle. <laughs> I can see Cyrus is now staring at the walls trying to figure this one out. But can you say both? 
He didn't know what to expect. He he didn't know what to expect. He wasn't sure. What- <laughs> he, yeah, 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 yeah. You can say both. He wasn't sure what to expect. He didn't. Do you like one of those robots <laughs> that gets blown up by a paradox? why this is getting to me okay whatever let's just move on yeah we'll move past it we'll move past it he didn't expect i feel like if it's like he he thought he but what he didn't expect like it seems like a it's a weak way to ooze in with that yeah he didn't of all expect, the ways he ooze in with that yeah. that's one of the weakest yeah it's true he didn't expect a sexual encounter with a nymph in his bathtub you he never do. really didn't expect to discover a house full of affectionate monsters that's cute and he definitely didn't expect a pair of witches bent on stealing the home's magic from him. Welcome to Radley House. Expect the unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? <laughs> you and sign that off like a radio commercial. But isn't that like the tagline for a company? I don't know. Expect? Isn't it like for insurance or something like that? <laughs> yeah. It's like Allstate or whatever. Yeah, Allstate. No, what is it? Or like farmers. All farmers. Yeah. I don't know. What's an it's, insurance company? Yeah, I have like no idea. It's something. It's something for sure. Okay, so this book I wanted to end with because this is actually a bestseller. It's got five stars and almost 100 ratings. Wow. People love it. Well, this person doesn't love it. (laughs) Read it, read it. Well, this person just says three out of five stars. Wasn't expecting that. (laughs) What were they expecting? Well, they wasn't expecting, but they really didn't expect. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't understand. They didn't know what to expect, but they wasn't expecting that. (laughs) I mean, all of these reviews are pretty good. I got to say, fun story. Uh, book is okay, not brilliant. I mean, what do you expect? It's a, oh, it's 261 pages. Wow, that is long. That's extremely long. Well, it is an award-winning book. It is award-winning of the Clitoride Awards. <laughs> How do you say that? Clitoride. The Clitoride Awards. <laughs> the website looks like it was made in 93. <laughs> it probably was. I mean, if I push a bow, will it say how to... Oh, oh, there's a FAQ. What are the Clitoride Awards? And how do you say the Clitoride Awards? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. It says it's just a simply plural of the word clitoris. But how do you say it? I think you've been saying it right the whole time. All right. Well, that's our show. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed it. Yep. Hope you guys uh, check out the Clitoride Awards. For your yep. own clitori awards. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> now here's some fan fiction. Yes. Here's Matt reading some very special fan fiction by Zachary. Take it away, Matt. Blurpo X Heath. That's slash Heath. Sorry. Let me try again. Wait, no. It is kind of an X, but I mean, this is slash fan fiction. slash Heath. <laughs> okay. The sweetest fruit. Wind whipped around the Salty Sea Dong 2 as raw power and their compatriots began to recover from their epic battle with the dragon. Heath was using a portion of his remaining magics to make absolutely sure that the trusty airship remained just that. These reckless adventures unnerved him on an occasion with their risk-taking, but Heath had a suspicion this behavior would help in the upcoming battle. As Iados commanded his lackeys to move towards Dosh Dukal, Heath Notice Blorpo sauntering in his direction. <laughs> I love it. It's my birthday, you know. I'm 19 today, Blorpo said. He's legal. Through a grin that was almost a leer. 
Heath thought he picked up a sultry undertone in the barbarian's admission, but he failed his insight check and assumed Blorpa <laughs> was just overjoyed to be alive. Happy birthday. I bet not many barbarians can say they helped kill a dragon as young as you, Heath replied. 19 is actually pretty old for a barbarian, Blorpo said, <laughs> shifting his gaze downwards and flushing slightly. <laughs> Only for a moment. Uh, then he quickly returned his eyes to Heath's and started flexing <laughs> manically. But have you ever seen muscles like these? Heath's eyes lingered on the human's bulges and curves, the broad jaw and broad, broader shoulders. Large scars marked many of the wide muscles, but only seemed to make them more enticing. No elf could ever be shaped like this, he thought to himself. <laughs> I love that. He realized how long and longingly he had been staring. Borpo just continued to flex, smiling as if sure his display would impress. It did. <laughs> no, never quite like those, he said in the most neutral tone he could muster. <laughs> Borpo seemed quite pleased. His grin broadened and turned abruptly. Walking to the edge of the ship, he laughed menacingly to himself, as he does so often. <laughs> what a queer fellow, he said to himself, <laughs> but he felt warmer than the air accounted for as he returned uh, his attention to mending the ship and its crew. Their descent on the outskirts of the city was uneventful. Heath watched the party busy themselves with idle tasks as they took a short rest. Paula was filling her blade-like curling fingernails that extended <laughs> inches from her fingertips. I like how that's his, what he thinks, I, I believe it, yeah. that canon, man. She's she like Wolverine? Long, no, she has like those long applique nails oh, so you can go in. yes, of course. She can barely touch a hold or <laughs> do anything. Iados was basking in the subservience of his coor- uh, subordinates. Damn right, I remember he was captain? Carmi was dying a forced streak in her hair. <laughs> Sable was talking into his diary. Finally, Heath's eye found the figure they most wanted to see. Blorpa was on the edge of the camp, further than the others from the ship. He was doing one-handed push-ups while Marv sat on his back. Heath hastily looked through his sack, retrieving (laughs) some rather choice salted beef before crossing the camp to the barbarian. I I brought some jerky. You looked hungry doing all that exercise, Heath said. Uh, when he reached the man and his dog, Marv realized what was in the elf's hand and leaped from Blorpo's back to sit in front of Heath, wagging his tail like a good boyo. <laughs> ah, thanks, man, said Blorpo, bouncing to his feet and accepting Heath's meat. <laughs> the barbarian's bowl cut shimmered in the low light surrounding Dosh Tukal as he tore the snack in half and gave a smaller piece to Marv. They both inhaled the jerky at similar rates. I bet you wish that was Blorpo fruit, right, buddy? Marv immediately picked up at the mention of his favorite snack. What's Blorpo fruit? Heath asked. He thought he had heard Paula mention her uh, her last such fruit and had been curious. Not curious enough to ask Paula, though. She couldn't even remember his name, and everything she said to him was mean or overtly sexual. <laughs> Rude! Is that her true? Her bulk, however, did exceed even Blorpo's. <laughs> oh, he likes that. Only the most delicious, powerful healing fruit in all the world... That's why it's named after Blorpo. Marv got addicted to it. I think it's tasty, and we're going to steal all of it from the drain before we turn him to splinters. As Blorpo finished the explanation, he hefted fate towards the ill-fated city. Ooh, that's a good little line. Heath slowly chewed the last of his jerky, trying to think of how to respond. As the midnight prince of the Feywild, Heath knew that the drain must be felled at any cost. Sable was already a huge liability to the mission, but now that the dog and Blorpo himself might be compromised by the tree's glamour. Even still, Blorpo seemed committed to the destruction of the wicked god. Also, he had those pecs. <laughs> oh, Blorpo, Heath began. You don't need the vile enchantments of the dream. 
I believe you are a magnificent warrior that is surely destined for great th- things. Blorpo's face softened as fate slowly dropped to his side. His Aww. eyes looked deeply into Heath's, and for a short moment he was unsure of himself. <gasps> you think so? Almost as quickly as Blorpo's guard had dropped, he brought it back up. Of course you think so. Blorpo is the strongest barbarian alive. The world will beg for mercy while I bring the wrath of my massive muscles. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Heath finally saw through the human's facade of confidence. Having been with the barbarian in combat, he assumed Blorpo's gruff and battle-hardened personality was genuine. Now, for the first time, Heath considered how young, very young, Blorpo actually was. Barely legal. Human ages confused him. They were so fleeting. (sighs) Blorpo, despite his intimidating presence, was indeed only 19 years old. Only just a man. (laughs) Finding his place in the world and struggling desperately to believe in himself and be the best he could, Heath approached Blorpo. He placed his hand against him so that his fingers rested atop the barbarian's shoulder and his palm met the swell of mighty bosom. <laughs> I do think so, Blorpo. I really do. That was really good. Oh, and that's where we cut away oh. for who knows what. Thank you so much, Zachary, for writing that. And if anybody wants to contribute to future episodes, if you want to write a snippet of fan fiction or monster erotica that isn't, like, horrific. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, well, not something we're going to, you know, make, like, just don't be gross. <laughs> Um, use your discretion, please. Please. Like that was really good. Yeah. I love that. That was perfect. It was very, it was very romantic. There's a lot of insinuation. The characterization was amazing. I really liked it. Uh, if you want to contribute with any theme ideas for future episodes, like today we did fantasy monsters in a modern world. In yep. the future, we could do anything. Shoot us an email at info at adventure-exe.com. See you later. See you.